Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. Hi, I'm Randy. Hi, I'm Jamie. And our <laughs> our favorite candidate, John Kasich, <laughs> is in it again talking about women. When so he's at a town hall, which he loves to do. And there was a girl there, and she asked him about, you know, how can we prevent um, sexual assault on college campuses? And so he started talking about some programs that they've done here in Ohio. And then he wanted to mention to her as well that she should not go to parties where there's a lot of alcohol. Um, I mean, he should have also just said, don't don't be around men. Like, <laughs> honestly, let's... <laughs> That was kind of the level of it. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, <laughs> I love people uh, seeing um, the memes, basically people saying, and in other news, if you never want to be robbed, don't own anything ever. Yeah. And if you don't want to be murdered, go ahead and die. Right. Like, right. yeah. He was kind of saying, get thee to a convent. Get thee to a nunnery. Yeah. Yes. Is that the line? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, again, it's like, why did he, instead of saying that, why isn't the first instinct to say, you know, young men shouldn't be raping women? <laughs> like, yeah. why Why is it never, it's always the onus on women mm-hmm. to, you know, say that they, you know, you have to prevent yourself right. from being raped. Right. It's just really like, it's very annoying. I, I think he didn't say that because that that line of thought, that understanding Mm -hmm. of, you know, what needs to be said was appropriate. It's not on his radar at all. He has no idea that that's a thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's kind of crazy that, you know, other people uh, see that and they're like, oh, you know, that's good advice. You you shouldn't, you know, go around Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't be um, where there's going to be alcohol. I was like, really now? Really? Then why don't you tell men to stop drinking too? Yeah. Right. If it's both, like, no, mm-hmm. because you always want to put the onus on women. Right. Which is really ridiculous. Men can never control themselves, especially yeah. when they're drinking alcohol Yeah, is really what it comes down to. So yeah. women have to have to do everything. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, I, I looked at that and the question from the student, you know, mm-hmm. Be, mm-hmm. because this wasn't just a, hey, what do you think about rape? He's running yeah. for president. She yeah. was asking him what's going to be. Uh, his, you know, his policy, what's his plan? The question was, what are you mm-hmm. going to do to protect students like me from mm-hmm. sexual assault? Yeah. So it was, what is John Kasich going to do? Yeah. He's going to tell you. <laughs> and yeah, he, he listed out, you know, well, we're going to work on prosecution mm-hmm. and we're going to get better with rape kits, mm-hmm. both of which are after the fact things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the only thing close to being actual rape prevention advice was to tell her, you know, uh, to, to avoid these situations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of on par with victim blaming. And yes. I know you get into a lot of discussion, um, you know, with people uh, who do have that sort of, oh, well, that's good advice, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, but there's nothing in his understanding of rape and what causes rape yeah. to talk about, you know, education of boys mm-hmm. on what rape is, how to avoid becoming a rapist, mm-hmm. 
you know, not to have sex with a girl if there's been a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not to have sex with a girl if she's asleep, if she's on drugs, if she can't give consent, if she just hasn't given consent yet. None of that education, which is the core of how we prevent rape. Exactly. Is anywhere in his understanding. He has no clue. Mm -hmm. No. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then to take it a step farther, yesterday the Columbus Dispatch went all in in support of him. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. <clears throat> the newspaper who hasn't endorsed a Republican since God knows, I mean, a Democrat since God knows when. Right. Um, so, yeah, so they wrote an editorial basically saying, well, the science is behind what Kasich said. You know, a woman is so much more likely to get raped if she's been drinking. Right. Alcohol doesn't mm. cause no. rape. You know what causes rape? Rapists. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, and they actually like doubled down on it and said, not only should women not go to parties where they're drinking, women shouldn't go to parties where men are drinking. So now not only women are not only are women responsible for not drinking themselves, but they're responsible for making sure that the men aren't drinking either because... Once the men drink, they can't do anything but become a rapist, which is like the most insulting thing to guys on the yes. planet. You're basically right. saying all men are inherently rapists right. and can't control themselves when they drink alcohol. Yeah, And, I know and, and of, alcohol is what causes it all. Yeah, yeah. not the systematic sexism and yes. rape culture that we have in the United States. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I flipped through the Columbus Dispatch and I saw them <laughs> advertising breweries and I saw them advertising <laughs> beer night at the baseball game uh-huh. and I've seen them advertising liquor brands and it's like, well, if we're really this concerned about alcohol, then why yeah. on earth are you guys uh, out here advertising what you're classifying as rape fuel? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It was funny because the uh, research that they used wasn't even it doesn't even back up what they were saying it was because it it wasn't saying that that's causation Mm -mm, to it no you know it just happens that um alcohol is involved in a Mm -hmm. lot of those spaces but that doesn't you know mean causation no and so but they were saying that oh because you know alcohol is there then this is what happens Mm -hmm. yeah no You not drinking that night might stop you possibly from getting sexually assaulted, but not guaranteed. But like that rapist is still going to be there at that party and he's going to find somebody else who he is going to rape because he has, he wants to exert his power and control over somebody else. And Mm -hmm. that's what rape is all about. It isn't about drinking alcohol and being drunk. Right. Although in Ohio, it is completely legal for a husband to drug his wife and then rape her. Fun fact about Ohio law. It's illegal for forcible rape. You're using the word fun and correct. Uh-huh. I am. <laughs> uh-huh. Another quote-unquote right. fun Greta, fact. Greta Johnson, Representative <clears throat> Johnson, has that legislation to ban spousal rape. Yeah. Um, has not been given a single hearing so no. far by Shocking. Kasich's Republicans. Yeah, so... Um, and uh, it's the same Republican leadership in the state house uh, that blocked Planned Parenthood from Violence Against mm-hmm. Women Act funding, and that is prevention funding. That is actually funding talking to boys about not becoming rapists. Right. That's what that program was. It yeah. was the RPE program. It's a rape prevention education program that yeah. they defunded. Yeah. And then uh, we in don't the same... need that. No. Stop drinking. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> and in the same uh, bill, there was uh, the block on comprehensive sex ed funding. Uh, can't go to Planned Parenthood or, mm-hmm. or any entity that contracts with Planned yeah. Parenthood. Um, so Kasich's administration has actively worked to make things worse for mm-hmm. women, for rape survivors. 
Yes. And I found out yesterday that Ohio and my home state of Georgia are the only two states out of all 50 that don't have anything about dating violence on the books. Mm -hmm. We don't have no definition for dating violence as in Georgia. It's the two states that you've lived in? Yes. So apparently Randy Gregory, by causation, (laughs) (laughs) is the problem. I know, right? (laughs) It's all your fault, Randy. (sighs) All your fault. That's a good example. <laughs> so yeah, so well, we should give Kasich the walk of shame this yes. week. Actually, yes. no. You know what? The editors of the Columbus Dispatch for doubling down on that bullshit actually get the walk of shame. Yes, because no, I'm pretty sure, although we haven't completely confirmed that there are no longer any women on the editorial board of the Columbus Dispatch, hmm. and I guess it just kind of shows what kind of editorial content we're going to get now that it got bought by that big, huge company in New York and is no longer locally controlled newspaper. Right. So, yay, Columbus mm-hmm. Dispatch, you get the yeah. walk of shame. Thanks. Mm. So on to fabulous news. <laughs> Yay. New York voted last the, two days ago now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say last week. God, it's been a long week. Yeah. <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> Tuesday. New yes. York voted, as, as very much expected, Trump ran away with it with 60%. Mm-hmm. Kasich did actually come in second, though, yes. for the whole 25%. He, he conquered the uh, spaghetti vote. Yeah. The, the spaghetti and sandwiches. And... <laughs> Since he ate his way across yes. New York City. Um, and like, good for you. You beat the guy um, who every New Yorker hates. Exactly. So that was a right. feat. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Kasich. Came <laughs> coming in second over Ted Cruz and his New York values statement. Mm-hmm. No one likes him there anyway. Right. And that's the only place, you know, that you could come in second at. Yeah. You've won nothing else. Like, what is? What are you doing? Like, Ted Cruz is kind of the embodiment of that old salsa commercial where they're sitting around and it's New oh, York yeah. City, New York City. <laughs> so yeah, Ted Cruz isn't going to work <laughs> in New York. Yeah. So um, yeah, so Kasich accomplished nothing by coming in second. No, uh, but he still wants to be hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and For before we get to, to yeah. before we get to the actual good news <laughs> of the story, yeah, um, there was reporting yesterday that Kasich's campaign is broke. Uh, oh, really? That he's, he's totally out of cash. And, I mean, it's very apparent to everyone watching that his whole thing is, I'm just going to hang in there and see how the convention goes. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't care what happens in any of these states. He's just waiting for his party to figure out a way of kicking Donald Trump out the door. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be the guy that they magically turn to. Um, but if Trump keeps winning states, I mean, they kind of have rules around this sort of thing. Yeah. He's yeah. getting the votes. It's not. Yeah. It's not supposed to be up to the Republicans in the smoky, mm-hmm. you know, room in the back. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be up to the Republican voters who, unfortunately, in their stupidity, are choosing yeah. Trump. So, and I say, go Trump, go. Yeah. I hope you get the nomination. <laughs> Because we're going to beat your ass in November. (laughs) Like, seriously, he has terrible... uh, There's never been anyone who has had high this high unfavorability ratings as Donald Trump, like, ever. Yeah. Even though now he's trying to, like, quote-unquote, tone it down some. But really, that's not going to work. Yeah, it's been interesting. He's got whole new campaign staff and everything, Mm -hmm. and his speeches have been completely... Different. Yeah. Yes. They've been much more like stereotypical political speeches in a presidential campaign. They've been a half hour. Right. He's been showing up to rallies on time instead of three hours late. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. been, you know, much more under control recently. I so think somebody really had a, somebody at, you know, the Republican, uh, the, the, 
committee mm-hmm. had a conversation with him, and that's exactly what's happening. And so mm-hmm. Kasich is counting on all of these people abandoning mm-hmm. Trump. Yeah. They're realizing that they can't afford to do so because the nomination has rules. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I don't think Kasich's plan is going to work the way he wants it to. No. Uh, because it, it, it can't. And, th- no. and there's rules behind that. So meanwhile, he's out there. His campaign is broke. He's spending Ohio taxpayer dollars. That was today's Toledo Blade editorial. Yeah, $350,000. Uh, was that a number I saw yesterday? I think that's the old number. I think the okay. new number on Ohio taxpayers is $2 million oh, because Jesus. we're paying for the security mm-hmm. and stuff to follow our governor around no matter where he goes, even if that's his own political campaign. So we're footing the bill right now for mm-hmm. him to uh, take this gamble mm-hmm. and see if he can win. I'm okay with Which that. Which we know he can't. I'm totally okay with that because I mean, he stays really? outside of Ohio and stops screwing True. us over. He got mad at the <laughs> Never Trump movement because he said they didn't do enough uh-huh. in New York, <laughs> which is true. I thought it was so funny. Someone the other day said about the Never Trump movement. They're basically like two people meeting in a back room saying, oh, you don't like Trump? Oh, I don't like Trump either. High five. Like, yeah. But they're not doing <laughs> anything really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we tried to beat George Bush once that way and mm-hmm. it didn't work out. Yeah. No. So... And it's going to be interesting because then we're going to see, you know, basically a lot of people are like, well, never Trump. And the other side is going to be never Hillary. And yeah. few people are going to actually be rooting for either of the candidates. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Hillary. Hillary. Hillary won, too. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Bury the lead. So, yeah, she won like 58-42. Um, it was a really good um, it was yeah. a really good win for her. Um, really showed that, you know, her home state, her adopted home state has adopted her. Yes. Um, and really gave her back the momentum. You know, we yes. knew that she was ahead with delegates and she, you know, was still doing strong. And the fact that, you know, Bernie won the last five really wasn't that big of a deal in like delegate math because they were tiny little states and he didn't win by huge margins. Right. But um, so it was nice to see, you know, that nice big win for her. And to, you know, continue the momentum towards the nominating nomination in Pittsburgh. No, Philly. Mm-hmm. Philly. The other, yeah. the other P city in Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, it, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was interesting. I was watching uh, MS, excuse me, MSNBC that night. Uh, they had on uh, Bernie's campaign manager, and he was basically explaining... Uh, what their strategy is uh, to justify Bernie Sanders staying in the race. Uh, And so, you know, their old strategy was, hey, we're doing really good. We're going to win the popular vote. And then if we can just get some superdelegates to flip, they should side with Mm -hmm. the people. Mm -hmm. They should side with the popular vote. And now it's becoming very clear that they're going to lose the popular vote. Yeah. I mean, they're behind (laughs) by a lot. Yeah. And so now they're saying, well, we're going to lose the popular vote, but those superdelegates should switch anyways, which is the most asinine statement. He said that. And people around the country were like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, when you, because they keep bringing up, well, they all switched from Hillary to Obama in 08. And like they switched because Obama won everything and he was winning. Right. You know, it's 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 really annoying the way they they've talked about superdelegates this whole time because the superdelegates are not who's deciding this. I mean, if it was really really close, if if they were running neck and neck on right. delegate math, they could swing it one way or another. Right. But the fact is that she's winning by large margins in delegates on pledge delegates without the superdelegates even there. 
And if Barney started winning, they would flip over. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to flip and support the loser of the campaign. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, we aren't the Republican Party with, you know, how all their delegates are going to flip over to Ted Cruz um, if they go to a second vote. You know, our people, you know, pick the winner. Right. And the Democratic voices have, you know, really started speaking out and saying they support Hillary. She's winning in every category and delegates mm-hmm. and popular vote, everything. Right. Yeah. So I hate it when people's less like we can argue about whether or not like we need this whole delegate mm-hmm. system, but don't wait until we're already in the election and then you're losing. So you're now you're mad. So now, you know, this is a bad system. <laughs> we don't need the delegates like, OK, well, then you should have said that beforehand right. and try to get rid of it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until you're already in it. And also my issue is like, like I said, I like Bernie. I like his ideas mm-hmm. and everything. But at the same time, at this point in time. It pisses me off that he only ran as a Democrat because he knew he would never win as an independent. Mm -hmm. And also that he says he's not going to raise money for down ballot races for Democrats. What the hell are you going to do in office if you have no, you have a Republican Congress, you have a Republican Senate. This is not a dictatorship. Then what are you going to do with the presidency if you have nobody else like supporting you and you're just in there? Like that makes no sense. So why are you saying that you're not going to help other Democrats get elected. And I'm not saying that having all Democrats in office is somehow going to magically like cure all our issues. Yeah. Of course not. But at the same time, that's better than having majority Republicans, what we have now. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get anything done that you've said that you want to get done. Like you're making no sense. Yeah. Right. Well, and also rich white people discovered voter suppression. <laughs> Discover their version Jeez. of voter suppression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it was, that was... They the, just f- found out about this thing. Yeah, this that's thing apparently called, been happening. I know. Shocker. When it happens to you, it actually exists. Um, right. so their we, version of voter suppression is they missed the deadline yeah. to in, in, mm-hmm. uh, to register for, for the party that they want. Yeah. Well, I mean... They yeah. missed the deadline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... To be honest, I think you should be able to register however the hell you want to and get whatever ballot you want on the day you go into the ballot in every freaking state. I mean, that's how it should work. You shouldn't have to register to vote 30 days out and all those things. Those are actual voter suppression. Like, that is actually Mm -hmm. voter suppression. Having to have an ID, you got to go pay for the Uh ID. That's a poll hat. Yeah, uh exactly. But the fact is that New York has these rules where you've got to, you know, officially, it's not an open primary. You don't get to declare that day which party you're in. You've got to declare it well ahead of time because... Whether you like it or not, these are party votes. These yes. are not just open everyday votes. You yes. know, so you know if you're a member of the independent party, whatever one that is, Libertarian Greens, whatever, yeah. you right. get to vote in that election. If you are not a Democrat, you don't get to vote. Yeah. Right. So you know this whole well, I'm an independent and I should be able to vote in the Democratic primary. No, no, actually, that's not how it works. Yeah, if and if you want to be an independent, you don't want to be a part of the Democratic Party because you think it's corrupt and they're like corporate mm-hmm. wars or whatever. Then you should have ran as an independent and yeah. get out of our party and trying to fuck it up. Like, right? That's that's what really makes me mad about all mm-hmm. of that because you only it's like then you're not really authentic because you knew that if you ran as an independent, you weren't going anywhere. So let me just run as a Democrat so I can really see how far I can go. But I'm not going to really support Democrats. Like, right. no, then run as an independent. Yeah. It's yeah. like these, each of these partisan elections on each side are basically a game and they create their mm-hmm. own rules and they created the rules ahead of time. Mm-hmm. 
And so watching the Sanders campaign try and change these things midway through the game, yeah. it's like, hey, wait a minute, you've been you haven't even been in this game yeah. Yeah. trying to change the rules. You've mm-hmm. been sitting on the stands. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're not in this game mm-hmm. and now you want to be in the game and change the rules. Yeah. That's not how it works, well, you know. I mean, and John Kasich's got the yeah. same problem. I mean, he at least yeah. has been in the Republican Party, but he's still hoping that somebody will change the rules for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. You establish the rules at the beginning of the game. You know, yeah. you set the rules at the beginning of the election season. Yeah. And you don't wait till you get to the convention and, oh, wait a minute, now we need to, yeah. you know, Kasich hasn't won these eight states that's required, but we should let him get in somehow. Mm-hmm. No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, and that's no. the thing is that, you know, it frustrates me with watching Trump is that, and Bernie both, is that do the groundwork then. Yeah. Right. Rallies. Don't turn voters out. No. Right. Yard signs. We see that. Don't turn <laughs> voters out. What turns voters out is outreach. So, you know, the Trump campaign should be doing the, you know, delegate outreach that Cruz is doing instead of just whining about Cruz doing it better. Well, mm-hmm. you do it better. And if Bernie knew that his key of what to winning New York was convincing independents to vote for him, that deadline was a couple months ago. Like, you, you right. could have done a field program encouraging independents to re-register as Democrat so that they could vote for you. Yeah. Right. Do the work that's required. Exactly. Don't just bitch about it. Yeah, the rule's kind of stupid, but it was the rule and you knew going in. Mm-hmm. So and you change your field program. Yeah. yeah. He's got the money to pay for this. He's uh-huh. got an army of supporters. They could have gotten this done, but they're not organized because yeah. they're not you know, within a party system yeah. that has the experience... Yeah. To actually mm-hmm. play the game. Don't yeah. talk to me about running my country. You can't even effectively run your campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Yeah. But, you know, I think it, I think it is good that they're, we're getting a, a, mm-hmm. a new light shown on exactly how our elections work, <laughs> yeah. exactly where things are screwed mm-hmm. up. Um, you know, I think this is kind of funny, but out in California, there's new stories because they're getting ready for mm-hmm. their primary coming up, I think, in early June. Yeah. Um, and so they're hitting these registration deadlines. And the one name that popped out in one story I read was Demi Moore, I guess, <laughs> can't vote in the Democratic primary because when she registered, she said to herself, well, I don't believe in these parties. I'm an independent. So she checked the box for independent. But mm-hmm. really, she checked the box for box for American Independent Party, <laughs> which is an actual party. Uh, and now when she pulls her ballot, she's going to vote for their candidate for president who is in the primary. I don't know. Okay. Do and they she'll have be able someone? To, uh, they might in California. They might in California. <laughs> but apparently they're horrible. They're anti-choice. They're um, anti-immigrant. Yeah, they're not a good party. It sounds but so she had nice. No idea. American Independent. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, she, she, she checked the box. I'm sure that's probably half of their supporter, uh-huh. supporters. Half yeah. of their registered voters people are people who are like, who oh, yeah, I'm an independent. This yeah. is yeah. independent. Wow. And they saw that the name and saw, oh, part. independent. I like independent things. Yeah. No, you don't. No, <laughs> not that one. And so, you know, in November, yeah. she'll get to vote for, mm-hmm. you know, her choice for president. But in June, in her, her primary, <laughs> she's voting for her party's ballot. Wow. <laughs> well, I think the other piece of most of this is that usually by the time we get to New York and California and all these ones in May and it's June, over. it's over. Yeah. Like, it's been over. Exactly. I mean, we were all expecting by the time we got to Ohio, because we pushed it back by two weeks, it would have been over, you right. know? Yeah. So... The fact I mean, of, I think technically it is over. They're just hanging on. I yeah. agree. Well, and I think, and and you know what, I go back to you know because there are a lot of people who are starting to say Bernie should get out. Yes. And if he's going to be, if he's going to go down the path he's going down now of trying to be like 
negative and pushing mm-hmm. like this agenda, like his ad about, you know, uh, Congress giving speeches, which is illegal. Um, nobody yeah. can give speeches and get paid yeah. for it. Like that's While illegal. Remember, for, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. illegal for you to do. Yeah. But you know what? I remember how I felt in 2008 <laughs> when everybody was saying Hillary should get out. But and I wasn't ready to, I wasn't ready to let go. And so like, <laughs> you know what? Like he can say he should stop being the negative jerk that he's been recently. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the fact that he's pushed Hillary to the left. I yeah, do very I, much like that. Yeah. And I like that there was a competitive primary because a coronation of Hillary would have been very bad. Exactly. I but agree. at no. the same time, like he needs to figure out his strategy for getting out and how he's going to do that. And then unlike what he said on MSNBC or wherever I saw the interview, Mm -hmm. he needs to do what Hillary did, which was give a speech that pulls our, it is his responsibility to do it in a way where people, people come over. You're using the word responsibility wrong. (laughs) No, I I think it's totally two different animals. In 2008, Mm -hmm. Hillary was a respected member of the Democratic Party and wanted to continue to be a leader within that structure. Mm -hmm. And so it was in both the party's best interest because at that point, you know, she was mathematically out of it. And it was in her best interest to, you know, remain respectable within the party. She did, you know... She did exactly what was Mm -hmm. the smart decision. And that's why she made, you know, an excellent choice for Secretary of State. This is somebody Mm -hmm. who was competing against President Obama in a respectful way. And, okay, she didn't come in first. She didn't win the game. um, But, you know, she had a great spot on his team. And that's why her career continued to progress. Bernie Sanders is not a member of the Democratic Party. He has no interest in becoming a leader among Democrats. It doesn't matter if he had interest. He signed the paperwork to be a member of the party, and he has a responsibility in that way His, to pull it together in the end. He's not going to. He's got two interests right now, and one is to continue fundraising because he likes having mm-hmm. a amount of cash, and two is to be a burn the side of uh, you know moderate Democrats in this country. And he doesn't accomplish either of those goals mm-hmm. by jumping out. And so I think I think it's in our best interest for Bernie Sanders to get out, and it's in Hillary's interest for Bernie to, to become respectable. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's still the guy. I wasn't talking about his best stance. interest, though. Mm-hmm. I oh, was I talking think, about his responsibility right. as, a, as a candidate in the Democratic presidential primary is to do that. In his own time and in his own way, it's not tomorrow. Continuing oh, I think he's to push gonna, it. But I think he's going to become more and more belligerent. Because I think he is too. And gains, people are going to gains, keep, continue know, to work towards his work two towards goals. hating yeah. him mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Because he continues to do that. But And it's unfortunate, but I mean, that's that's the game that he's been playing from yeah. the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's rushing in off the stands and trying to change the rules exactly. of somebody yeah. else's game. Mm-hmm. They did a really great article about him today in WAPO, um, basically asking him the question after this New York primary and his loss, then it based the question like, you're still in here like, what do you, what does Bernie want? Like, mm-hmm. why are you still going? And it's now like a, an uphill battle, a very slim chance of you being mm-hmm. able to get the nomination. So, what is your real goal here? Mm-hmm. I mean, he still and thinks it's not that to there's going to be the some Democratic magic Party. revolution, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, <laughs> so, next on our topic. Uh, on our agenda, uh, the Treasury Secretary, uh, Jack Lou made an announcement yesterday, um, which they'd kind of hinted at in the news, that Harriet Tubman is going to be the choice to be on the $20 bill, um, which, you know, 
I think I'm thrilled. <laughs> I think that's absolutely the right choice. Uh, so they had previously said that Alexander Hamilton was going to get bumped from the 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a huge outcry <laughs> because of, people of Hamilton, because, oh. largely because of the musical. They're like, no, wait a minute. Hamilton was a good guy. Andrew Jackson was the asshole. The guy on the $20 bill is the one. And that was the, mm-hmm. that was the origin of the whole movement was, hey, you know what? That Andrew Jackson guy, he sucks. And yeah. we don't have women on here. Mm-hmm. We should replace him with a woman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, we need women on currency. Mm-hmm. Where could somebody go? Yeah. You know, it started out as, let's get the, you know, the racist guy who uh, actively worked to kill Native Americans who owned slaves yeah. You know, all of that. Yeah. Let's get him off of the $20 bill. And then we'll probably some, you know, with, with somebody, some woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think on this podcast a couple of months ago, I was like, well, it's going to be Harriet Tubman. So <laughs> Gabe wins. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled with that. Um, the downside to all of this uh, is they, they still have to play by the Treasury Department's mm-hmm. systems. That mm-hmm. it's, they, <laughs> it's, it's their systems. game and their rules. Um, <laughs> And you can't just change currency mm-hmm. overnight. This is a long process. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, and uh, Randy and I were at a meeting with um, Congresswoman um, Beatty, mm-hmm. uh, Joyce Beatty, and she got this question. Um, and she explained that the congressional committee that was providing oversight to the Treasury in this decision making process. They picked the $10 bill, not because they wanted to replace Hamilton, mm-hmm. but because that's what was scheduled to be yeah. next. Mm-hmm. You know, changing these bills has to have congressional mm-hmm. approval, and the next one up was the 10. So they wanted to have this happen sometime relatively soon. Uh, the 20 isn't up, and, you know, those bills aren't going to be released until, like, the year 2030. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a long time before we see Harriet Tubman on currency. Mm-hmm. Well, then I also saw an article that said that Andrew Jackson's still going to be somewhere on the bill, He's like on, on the, the back. back. I saw that too. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that about? Yeah, like, abolitionist on the front, slave owner on the back. Like, I just in America. It's like those people who put you know, the sticker on their pickup truck that's the Confederate flag and the American flag, uh-huh. and I'm like. Those are opposites. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those guys fought each other. You, you can pick one or the other, but not both. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I just, I don't know, I, I, I'm conflicted. I think it's fabulous that a woman's going to be on a bill, and honoring Harriet Tubman is fabulous. Yes. On a bill that, like, was the amount of money she got. Like for working and like doing her job and like it was her army pension. Yeah, it was yeah. her army Civil pension yeah. for doing that. And I don't know. They're just I have feelings. It's conflicting. Feeling. I've been seeing a lot of people <laughs> talking about it. Of course, there have been. yeah a lot of people talking about it. Conflicting. Like um, you know, why are we putting her on blood money and <laughs> all this stuff? Not and that far, like, but yeah. yeah but I mean. I feel though, I, I feel what they're saying. Like you mm-hmm. know, she they're saying like you know she fought against a capitalist society. Then on the other hand, it's like she used money to you know yeah. get slaves out of you know from to get slaves from their slave owners, and it's kind of like my, you know, I'm a realist. I'm a pragmatist in most cases. Right. You know, so my thinking is we use money. Mm-hmm. We're not going to stop using money anytime soon. Right. And I, I, I'm a firm believer in representation matters. Yeah. I, cause you know, I feel like you, even for me seeing, you know, black women doing things that I've never seen them do before. And then that makes me, cause 
it's like you don't know what you don't know. And you, I never even think about, oh, oh, there's black women doing this. I didn't know that. That's great, you know? And, and so to me, it's like we're going to have it. And then, you know, little black girls will see, oh, it's mm-hmm. a black woman on my 20. Like, I right. think that's cool. So, but again, I, I get what people are saying about, you know, putting Harriet yeah. Tubman on money. But <laughs> so, yeah, I get the conflicted feelings. But at the end of the day, like I said, we use money. We're going to mm-hmm. keep using money. Right. Tw- 20s are what you get out of the ATM. <laughs> yeah. So she's going to be very popular. Right. You know, yeah. fistful of Tubmans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fabulous. Um, yes. So, you know, it's, I've, it's yeah, like I said, people feel conflicted. But I think at the end of the day, it'll be a good thing because mm-hmm. we, we didn't never had a woman on money, and now we do. Right. And she was a I, great American. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I saw the same yeah. blood money comment from yeah. people, and I'm like, oh, come on. This is, this is progress, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let uh, what the perfect is the enemy of the good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, maybe it's not perfect. I mean, this does not solve... Uh, no. financial inequality, <laughs> no. racial inequality in this country. Nobody thinks that it does. Yeah. And a lot of the arguments are like, well, we still have, you know, uh, we still have income inequality, pay mm-hmm. inequality. Um, nobody's expecting this to solve that. And we yeah. shouldn't turn it down. Yeah. Exactly. We shouldn't say, no, no, we don't want Harriet Tubman on the 20 yeah. because black women still make less money than white women. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you're not <laughs> going to turn that away. So... So for people to get outraged, oh, well, they shouldn't do this to Harriet Tubman. Like, you know, she's not good enough for money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, it's a good thing. It's not yeah. a perfect thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. She is, I think, the excellent choice. She's mm-hmm. the perfect choice to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and no, nobody thinks it's going to, you know, that that would have been the argument of let's not put her on money mm-hmm. yeah. because, you know, our country's not perfect. You know, that would have been a bit like saying, well, let's not vote for Barack Obama because yeah. there are black people suffering elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't put somebody, you know, that's black in the White House. Well, no, it's it's not going to solve <laughs> everything, but yeah. it's a great step forward. This mm-hmm. is progress. Yeah. Let's take this and move on knowing yeah. that it doesn't solve everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's Blood a small money. gesture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of, it's, it's you know, a good we gesture. want to recognize that. There's other people in our history who've done really great things besides these white guys who right. are on all the money. Mm-hmm. And so right. we're trying to honor her. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of a conversation. So back in 2008, I have friends who this little girl is now way older than I like to admit. <laughs> but she was in kindergarten and like a week before primary election day in 2008, she came home and she, they had done the kindergarten class on money. So they'd learned everybody who was on the bills and everything yep. else. And she came home with the mama, why aren't there any girls on the, on the money right. <laughs> question? <laughs> you know, like, why are they all boys? Like what the heck? And, you know, and she's like, well, you know, cause they're all presidents and little, little girl replies back with, but there could be a woman president, right? Like, isn't there one running? Right. And of course, both my friends were Barack Obama supporters at this point. <laughs> and, um, and so, and so they were like, yeah, there, you know, Hillary Clinton's running and <laughs> little five-year-old looks up at mom and like, and we're going to vote for her, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'm, in I'm, eight years. Yes, we will. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm proud to say that the next week they went and little five-year-old pushed the button for Hillary Clinton and hey, she nice. got one, one of her parents to switch over. 
cancel each other out. But I, I joked that I, I joked that I was going to take that little one around to all my other states, and Hillary would win if she gave her a little, but mom <laughs> speech. So, so right. you know, in her yeah. lifetime, she is going to see a woman on the. Uh, she's going to see a woman president, and she's going to see a woman on on money. Exactly. And that'll be fabulous. I yes. think that's fabulous as well. And and I, I do to reiterate my my other point. Harriet Tubman is absolutely mm-hmm. the right choice. Oh heck yeah! I mm-hmm. mean, I've I've said this from the beginning. If you ask a third grader, you know, <laughs> who is Elizabeth Cady Stanton? They'll be like, who? <laughs> they have no clue. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard some other names picked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan you know, B. Anthony. Susan B. Anthony, who was already uh, Eleanor, on money. Yeah, Roosevelt. she was on money, just not paper money. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, she she was. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt was uh-huh. one. Right. And third graders, they. They have no idea, you know, who were these people? What did they do? They got mm-hmm. no clue. You say Harriet Tubman, and a third grader says, oh, she freed slaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they might not know all the details about her life, yeah. and they might not. But the thing that she did was incredibly powerful and easy to understand. Exactly. And I think that's really key. Mm-hmm. You can't have somebody on there that half the people, are, you know, are having to, like, search for who this person is and whatever. This shouldn't be the, the educational tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This should be, hey, we've got a person that's, what they did is so powerful, everybody yeah. gets it. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. so I think Harry Tubman is absolutely the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. So. She's awesome. Okay. Woo-hoo. So on, on <laughs> fabulously amazing women. Yay! <clears throat> Got that transition right. Um, today, um, state representative—I try to call her state senator every time. State representative Teresa Fetter um, has Gloria Steinem in town. Wow! For several events, mm-hmm. um, she had a political fundraiser breakfast this morning. There is a caucus fundraiser lunch this afternoon. And then there's a free program from five to six um, tonight. If you're listening to the podcast right away, which is probably no one. (laughs) Um, So you probably already missed it. Our loyal listeners. Yes, our loyal listeners who listen immediately, which you all should do. Um, She's going to have a public program from five to six 30 at the Ohio state house in the atrium tonight. Um, Her book is out. You should go read it. Um, I'm excited to start reading it because, I mean, frankly, my mom handing me Gloria Steinem books while I was in middle school was like my start into feminism. So seeing her today kind of, again, brought it full circle. It's really funny. Like every time you meet a celebrity, they don't remember that they met you because they meet 500 people a day. But of course you remember it. So like this is actually the third time I've shook Gloria Steinem's hand and introduced myself to her. I met her in college for when I was in, in like, the women's groups and those kinds of things. And then she actually came out in 2006 to rally our get out the vote volunteers at one of our staging locations. Nobody but her can rock leather pants and high heels to canvas in Ohio (laughs) at that age. Like I want to be glorious. time when I grow up Um, because I can't rock that shit now. Um, so she was, she came out then and then now she's back. She's from Toledo. A lot of people don't know that she is a Buckeye. Oh, all right. Uh huh. She told that's a hilarious. Why we like her. That's why we like her. <laughs> um, she actually told a hilarious story of when she came back to Toledo to do some local TV program with some women leaders from Toledo a long, long time ago, and and I guess some dude called in afterwards to <laughs> complain that they had Gloria Steinem on TV and described her as that slut from East Toledo. <laughs> And and she's like, Ouch. when I was in high school, that would have really, really hurt. But when I heard that, you know, in now my adult, you know, I'm a hardcore, like, let's go get them raw feminist, you know, like she was like, 
yeah, like I'm going to put that on my tombstone, the slut from East Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, East Toledo. So yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was very interesting and really awesome to see her and be surrounded by all of our amazing, fabulous women leaders in our legislature this morning. And I'm sure this afternoon will be just as fabulous as well. Yeah. I've never met her before. She's pretty so I'm excited. Yeah. She's doing a book signing from 3.30 to 4.30 and then the program after that. So her book is called Gloria Steinem, My Life on the Road. Yes. So highly recommend that. Um, the uh, last couple things we want to uh, talk about before we uh, go, um, we've got a great program that we're starting up. It's called Amplifiers. Um, we are looking for folks uh, around the state of Ohio who want to become more outspoken, want to get some training and some talking points uh, on how to talk about choice issues, um, things such as John Kasich's comments on rape and alcohol, uh, and to be better prepared to respond to these quickly uh, through letters to the editor, uh, through call-in radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can sign up to join us uh, in this project. Uh, send me an email, communications at prochoiceohio.org. Uh, we'll have more information about how you can join the Amplifiers program. Um, and then we're also looking at our schedule uh, this spring for um, uh, gay pride festivals around the state of Ohio uh, that we'll be participating in uh, and our annual booth at ComFest. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, all of those, you can sign up, um, check, uh, check out our Facebook page. We'll be posting information there. Uh, and you can email uh, Randy at volunteer, volunteer at, mm-hmm. at prochoiceohio.org. Yeah, and if yeah. you're in Cleveland, just so you know, um, Pride is not until August this year because yeah. of the RNC. Thanks, Republicans. Right. So keep an eye out for the northern Ohio ones later in the summer because all those will be in June and July and August. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but mid-June, Dayton, uh, Cincinnati, and Columbus, Pride, uh, and ComFest is the end of June. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if you go to our website, prochoiceohio.org, we'll have more information. And you can put your email into the little box and sign up to get our email notifications. Uh, that's the best way to keep up with us. Yep. So, Anything else going on, Randy? No? Okay. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we have some stuff coming up, but no set dates yet. Okay. So I'll keep you guys updated. Fabulous. Okay. All right. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.